Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Why are so many people in the green movement right now mad at Michael Moore, Lefty Darling, and his new Earth Day documentary, Planet of the Humans? Plus why, even if you don't like the green lobby, should you be skeptical of this movie? Stay tuned to find out, but first I want to tell you all about our sponsor, Books. Roses are red, social distancing makes us blue, can't be with mom this Mother's Day? Don't worry, we've got you. Maybe you can't give mom a hug, but you can still send her flowers flowers from the Books Company, and that's Books as in short for bouquets. Books are responsibly sourced from some of the world's finest eco-friendly farms, even farms on the sides of volcanoes, so flowers stay fresher longer. And did you know flowers and plants have been proven to reduce stress and boost productivity? Now that we're spending more time at home, how about a little self-love to brighten your day and your space? Big savings mean you can send farm-fresh flowers, plants, and gift bundles to all the moms in your life. Your mom, a soon-to-be mom, your wife, your grandma, a dog mom, or even treat yourself. Send smiles no matter the miles with books.com slash Lauren. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash Lauren and enter the code Lauren for 25% off your entire order. Again, that's code Lauren for 25% off at books.com slash Lauren. So last week in honor of Earth Day, Michael Moore announced that he was releasing a surprise documentary called Planet of the Humans that would be available on YouTube for free for an entire month. Now, Michael Moore is the executive producer of the film, but it was actually directed by someone else, someone named Jeff Gibbs. So Michael Moore isn't actually in this movie. And I'll admit for a while while I was watching it, I was waiting for him to show up. He does not. And even though Michael Moore and Jeff Gibbs have reputations as good left-wing commentators, surprisingly, the subject of this documentary is not really in line with current progressive talking points. Yeah, they do toe the line when it comes to things like the existence of man-made climate change or population reduction apparently being a good thing, which we'll get into later. And throughout the documentary, they also take the now mandatory progressive jabs at the ultra-wealthy. But the thing is, Planet of the Humans is actually extremely critical of renewable energy, things like wind and solar. There are technological fixes. And if we're just creative enough, if we're just in genius enough, and if we just work hard enough, we will triumph. Seeking technological fixes one after another is simply going to to lead us to another level of catastrophe sooner rather than later. We want to believe that these things are going to be available for us. So if, if we get a little worried and somebody comes up with uh, a new thingy and promises that, you know, this, this will this will do it for us. We want to believe. Renewable energies like solar and wind, they're kind of like the sacred cows of environmentalism right now. You listen to people like Greta Thunberg and they would be happy for us to stop using fossil fuels completely right now to live off of renewable energy alone. And no, that is not an exaggeration. But according to this documentary, not only would solar be unable to sustain us all, it might actually be doing more to harm the environment than to help it. The whole thing is built using fossil fuel infrastructure. The sun is renewable, but the solar arrays are not. The problem with all of these materials is that it takes an incredible amount of energy to mine and process all of the materials that go into building something like this. You use more fossil fuels to do this than you're getting benefit from it. You would have been better off just yeah. burning the fossil fuels in the first place instead of playing pretend. And in addition to criticizing the manufacturing processes required to make a lot of the infrastructure that renewables need, the film also claims that the longevity of that hardware just 
isn't there either. They say that the cycle of apparently wasteful manufacturing has to continue way too quickly when the solar panels and windmills eventually break down. Only a few years after it was built, things at Ivanpah began to fall apart. Broken mirrors littered the desert. These giant solar and wind technology installations may last only a few decades, then tear it down and start all over again. if there's enough planet left. Now, even though if you've seen it, you'll know Planet of the Humans is clearly still an environmentalist film, one that urges humans to reduce consumption actually to the point of having either fewer children or even no children. The fact that the film dares to criticize renewables to some folks apparently makes Michael Moore a right-wing grifter. And right now, we're seeing that there's actually a pretty big backlash against the film and its filmmakers. On social media, there were tons of people just slamming Moore for his involvement with this. Michael Lulin called the film a depressing, extremist, right-wing misery doc. Tim Guinea said, Breitbart News is promoting Michael Moore's new film. That tells you about everything you need to know about this factually inept pile of awful disguised as a documentary. And Dennis DiClaudio wrote that my theory is that Michael Moore discovered that there's more money in right-wing propaganda. It's not all just name-calling, though. Quite a few activists are also specifically saying that Planet of the Humans is problematic because it spreads disinformation. According to them, the way the film paints renewables is either inaccurate or just plain out of date. One individual wrote, If anyone out there watched Michael Moore's risable documentary trashing renewables because the construction of solar panels and wind turbines uses fossil fuels, you should know that their life cycle impacts are tiny compared with either coal or gas generation, to which he included a graph saying that according to at least this source, the life cycle greenhouse gas emissions of natural gas and coal are in fact higher than they are for solar and wind. And PV Magazine, which is a site dedicated specifically to solar developments in both business and technology, in their review of the film wrote, quote, it's difficult to take the film seriously on any topic when it botches the solar portion so thoroughly. Although the film was released in 2020, the solar industry street examines, whether through incompetence or venality, is from somewhere back in 2009. The film reports on a solar installation in Michigan with PV panels rated at just under 8% conversion efficiency. It's difficult to identify the brand of panel in the film, but that efficiency is from another solar era. The film ignores the plunging cost of solar and its steadily increasing price advantage over coal and natural gas, as well as the similar trajectory of battery storage. And ultimately, they conclude that it is plain wrong on renewables not displaying fossil fuels. In fact, as Kenton Joshi, who describes himself as a climate, clean tech, and science communicator, wrote about one of the solar panel sites that the film visits, quote, it is the Cedar Street Solar Array Farm in downtown Lansing. Guess when that bad boy was built? 2008, 12 years ago, an absolute eternity in solar development years. He continues that the site generates around 64 megawatt hours a year, according to the owner. A more recent installation in the same area generates around 436. The footage really is from another era. It's like doing a documentary on the uselessness of mobile phones, but only examining the Motorola UltraSleek. I'm no expert on renewable energy, so I'll just encourage you all to do your own research about the documentary and just more broadly green energy, explore a variety of sources and come to your own conclusions. But I will say that if you've never trusted Michael Moore before, 
don't just start believing everything he says now because he happens to be attacking people whom you also don't like. But the fur over the film's accuracy has actually led to Josh Fox, another documentary filmmaker, writing an open letter condemning the film. The letter, which was posted to social media, reads, Dear activist and scientific community, community members, and friends, It is very difficult for me to write this letter because Michael Moore has always been a hero of mine. However, I am compelled to write this letter because his latest film, Planet of the Humans, which he executive produced and is promoting for Earth Week, is such a blatant affront to science, renewable energy, environmental activism, and truth itself. I cannot describe my disappointment and anger to see a Michael Moore film which is willfully flying in the face of decades of renewable energy science, planning, and engineering. The film touts blatantly untrue fossil fuel industry talking points, deceitfully misleading its audience on renewable energy, disparages and attacks important climate leaders, ignores science and policy advances in energy, downplays or denounces climate and anti-fossil fuel campaigns, and employs techniques of misinformation to deliver a deeply cynical and erroneous message. The letter then goes into a bunch of arguments explaining why, allegedly, Planet of the Humans is full of misinformation, and if you want to read it in its entirety, I encourage you to do so, but it was also co-signed by a bunch of other people, including academics, policy advisors, and industry insiders. And this letter, combined with the over Overall pushback against the film has actually resulted in one of the documentary's distributors, Films for Action, removing the film from their site. In a statement, they stated that, To those who trust us to only share quality, accurate information on this site, we owe you an apology. We added and shared Planet of the Humans before we had watched it because we trusted Michael Moore's track record of releasing quality films that are factually accurate. We are disheartened and dismayed to report that the film is full of misinformation, so much so that we have decided to remove the film from the site. A full statement from scientists and environmentalists will be released tomorrow. And after that was announced, quite a few people were saying how happy they were that, at least in part, the film was being taken down. Eric Holthouse, who describes himself as an eco-socialist, wrote, This is great news. Cheers to Josh Fox and everyone who worked hard and quickly to make sure this dangerous film was retracted. Again, I am not the best person to either validate or debunk the energy-related claims made in plan of the humans, and I personally tend to take a more middle ground approach when it comes to renewables. I don't think they're ready to transition us away from fossil fuels right now, nor do I think they will be anytime soon, but I also think that dismissing them entirely the way that the film seems to do doesn't make much sense either. But with that being said, I do find that the sudden outrage over the alleged inaccuracies of this movie kind of interesting. If anyone has ever seen a Michael Moore documentary, you'll know that these types of political documentaries, they're meant to convey a specific message. And sometimes, in service of that message, the presentation of certain facts, let's just say, isn't always done in the most objective way. And this isn't just a Michael Moore thing or something that only the left does, by the way. Anytime you're watching any content, including mine, it's probably best to do so with a good amount of skepticism. We all have our own agendas, of course. And when it comes to Michael Moore films specifically, frankly, they are kind of infamous at this point for not being the most accurate. Bowling for Columbine, Fahrenheit, 9-11, sicko, pretty much all of Moore's works have had extensive, I guess, takedowns done on them. But still, I've never before this heard of any efforts to actually cancel or ban Michael Moore films 
for their inaccuracies. And like I said, just because you shouldn't suddenly trust Michael Moore because he's attacking someone you don't like, likewise, you also shouldn't just start trying to smear and censor him because he's attacking someone you do like. I don't have a problem with people criticizing this film. In fact, I think it's largely warranted, but I think the huge backlash to it represents a very real problem the environmentalist movement has right now, and that's honestly that it's becoming a bit of a cult. You can't question anything. You can't have a different opinion or else you won't just be corrected you'll be vilified. And so I know a lot of you, like me, are probably pretty tired of the green lobby at this point, but I also wanna say that before you start singing the praises of Planet of the Humans too much, remember that ultimately the film is blatantly anti-human. Every expert I talked to wanted to bring my attention to the same underlying problem. There are too many human beings using too much. We have to have our abilities to consume reined in. A large percentage of that, that number is supported by industrial agriculture, which is heavily subsidized by oil, and it's not sustainable. And there's no going back. Without, without seeing some sort of major die-off in population, there's no turning back. This movie is so concerned with humans being the real scourge to the environment and overpopulation that Forbes actually called it anti-human Malthusianism, and Gizmodo went as far as to call it eco-fascism. Less must be the new more. And instead of climate change, we must at long last accept that it's not the carbon dioxide molecule destroying the planet, it's us. In his article about the film, Brian Kahn writes that Gibbs uses the situation to take the leap to population control as the only solution. Yes, renewables are bad, and so are billionaires and the corporate philanthropic industrial complex, so, Gibbs concludes, we should probably get rid of some humans ASAP. Over the course of the movie, he interviews a cast of mostly white experts who are mostly men to make that case. It's got a bit more than a whiff of eugenics and ecofascism, which is a completely bonkers takeaway from everything presented. If renewables are so bad, then and what is a few less million people on the planet going to do? Oh, and who are we going to knock off or control for? Who decides? How does population control even solve the problem of corporate influence on nonprofits and politics? This anti-human, anti-population narrative is something we've seen from the environmentalist lobby a lot lately, but what always bothers me about their arguments is that A, when they talk about the doom and gloom of overpopulation, they always forget to factor in things like innovation and ingenuity, energy, farming, manufacturing, human industry in general keeps getting more and more efficient. And models that we've seen try to predict when we're going to run out of resources have time and time again proven to be inaccurate. And B, Western populations, i.e. where the work of people like Moore and Gibbs is mostly focused, they're already below replacement levels. The places that do have the most population growth, on the other hand, are actually also usually dealing with things like poverty and political instability. And it's not really as easy as just telling those people, hey, have fewer kids. A lot of the times those families are reliant on their children to help them bring an income and or help take care of them when they get older. If environmentalists really are worried about population growth and just emissions in general, what they really should be focusing on is continuing to reduce global poverty, which incidentally capitalism, something that Michael Moore is very critical of, has been doing over the past several generations. The data shows that as countries develop economically, their populations level out, they waste less and they emit less. All good things. That's pretty much all I have to say though, and at the end of the day, if you are interested in watching Planet of the Humans, 
go for it. Check it out yourself, but be skeptical and do your own research. And as always, I would love to hear what you all think. Will renewable energy save us all? And do you agree with Moran Gibbs that humans are the real problem? Let me know. That's it for now, though. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time.